Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning at 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keenan. Good morning to everyone listening on 991. In the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, we had a nice note from someone uh, who uh, was listening to us this morning, and uh, we thank them for their hospitality over the last couple of days to Tom and me. Here's a couple of things that are happening uh, in the markets. We've been talking about Herbalife, saying it significantly inflated the number of new members. It reported a 71% gain, the correct value 30.7%, uh, and so the stock down by about 13% this morning to 49.30. Good and bad news from Adidas or Adidas if you live in Europe. Sales may rise at the fastest pace in five years. Gross margins narrowing because of higher purchasing costs in Asia. Adidas shares down by eight-tenths of a percent. Costco posting second-quarter earnings, trailing analyst estimates, higher-income shoppers, Maybe showing signs of curtailing spending at the discounter shares down in pre-market 2.1%. Time now to check in with Michael Barr. Get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. Former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney plans to lash out at Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump. In prepared remarks for a speech later today in Utah, Romney says Donald Trump is, quote, a phony, a fraud, and is playing the American public for suckers. Romney, who was the Republican presidential nominee in 2012, says Trump is a boon to get Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton elected to the White House. Meanwhile, Clinton says she's running for president to knock down all of the barriers. The stars aligned for Clinton in New York City last night at a fundraising concert where she celebrated her strong Super Tuesday performance with some of her famous friends. The campaign was able to secure supporters Katy Perry and Sir Elton John, who performed to a sold-out crowd at Radio City Music Hall. Is it the end of the line for Republican Ben Carson's campaign? In an online statement, Carson noted that he does not plan to take part in tonight's debate in Detroit. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stasha. John? Mike, the start of Exhibition Baseball. Yankees, of course, used a bunch of guys who will not be in pinstripes when the season begins in a month. And Mark Teixeira played back from the leg injury that derailed his 2015 season. Luis Severino earned a spot in the Yankee rotation with what he did late last year, though he got roughed up in Tampa, gave up a grand slam. Yanks, after trailing 7 nothing, actually beat the Tigers 10-9. They host the Phillies today. Mets play the Nationals and Max Scherzer this afternoon. Local NBA and NHL teams were off Last night, the three hockey teams returned to the ice this evening. Knicks and Nets tomorrow. The Knicks have released Jimmer Fredette, who had signed a 10-day contract. College basketball, Stony Brook has never made the NCAA tournament. This could be the Seawolves' best chance. Not only a win last night in the quarterfinals of the America East tournament, but the second seed, Albany, who beat Stony Brook at the buzzer of last year's final, got upset by Hartford. Wagner's last NCAAs was 2003. The Seahawks, top seed of the Northeast Conference, opened up with a win. LIU, Fairleigh Dickinson, also advanced St. Francis, was eliminated. Seton Hall's been playing well of late, but got cooled off by Butler, 85-78. Rutgers, still winless in the Big Ten, lost to second-ranked Michigan State, 97-66. Fordham beat Duquesne, 78-69. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashaver. 
Almost forgot it's uh, just about that time for March Madness. We're going to have to uh, check in on that and uh, get someone to update us on who the likely favorites are since everybody seems to be losing in uh, basketball. Anytime you get to the number one spot, you'll get knocked off. Much more on that coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. And there is literally no conviction in the markets right now. S&P, Dow, and NASDAQ futures are unchanged on the day. Where are we going to go? Maybe that will depend on how the economic data come out today. We do have uh, numbers on jobless claims a little bit later. That will be uh, one focus for people today. And uh, productivity and costs. A lot of talk about productivity these days and what it means for long-term growth. So we will see where that takes us. Uh, time now, speaking of productivity and growth, the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, the New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here is Bob Moon. Thanks and good morning, Michael. And coming up on 735 on Wall Street, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Apple's resistance to a judge's order to help unlock the iPhone of a dead terrorist draws support from a trio of advocacy groups that say the case sets a dangerous precedent for privacy. Access Now and Wicker Foundation, which advocate for digital rights, are seeking permission to submit front-of-the-court filings, saying they're concerned about the impact that the intentional weakening of digital security would have on global human rights. The American Civil Liberties Union weighed in separately, arguing that the government's attempt to compel Apple to help its investigation raises important constitutional questions regarding the limits of law enforcement authority. And by the way, this issue has also helped Apple find some rare common ground with its biggest smartphone arch rival, Samsung Electronics weighed in on Apple's standoff, calling customer privacy extremely important and saying that any requirement to build backdoors into its devices would undermine trust. While Samsung, the world's largest smartphone vendor, echoed many of Apple's arguments, it also said it hadn't yet decided if it will file a friend of the court brief in support of the iPhone maker. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Bob Boone, thank you very much. Well, the, uh, the the word that seems to be creeping into people's vocabulary these days into the lexicon is divergence. The U.S. growing faster again, it seems, than many of its neighbors, which has implications for the currency market and the dollar against various currencies. Serene Harajili is a uh, FX strategist for Mizuho Securities. She joins us now. Serene, um, you began the week with a note highlighting the fact that uh, U.S. data is getting a little bit better. And it does seem to be playing out somewhat in the markets uh, against Mm -hmm. the majors. But the DXY index at the moment uh, becalmed. It's down a little bit, but uh, hasn't really moved over the last week or so. So it it doesn't appear that uh, the divergence is taking us anywhere major. Well, yes. I mean, there is. There definitely has been an improvement in uh, economic data, but uh, I think there continues to be a high level of uncertainty in the markets, and that's keeping uh, investors somewhat cautious, especially this week ahead of tomorrow's uh, non-farm payrolls report. Uh, so I think, you know, this high level of uncertainty is 
is uh, has curbed market moves a little bit this week until we get more information tomorrow. And obviously those will have implications on Fed policy going forward. Now, the implied uh, policy curve for the Fed has certainly moved higher, faster, right. over the, the last week. Yes. Yes, and that has been uh, a result of the improvement in economic data. And also, given that there has been some sort of uh, stability in the risk, uh, sentiment overall in the markets in terms of concerns regarding China or even oil markets stabilizing a little bit, uh, that has also been positive overall. Where are we seeing the biggest effects? Uh, I think it's several things. I think, you know, obviously risk has become uh, a major factor uh, at play since the beginning of the year, uh, given the slowdown in emerging markets led by China and also, you know, the uh, situation in oil prices. Uh, being quite low for quite some time. Uh, so I think risk has been a big factor. Uh, and, you know, obviously during times when risk comes down, then central bank policy becomes the major player. Well, with, uh, with that situation, uh, what pairs are being affected? Well, the safe haven currencies uh, have experienced some very interesting moves. I think the, the yen has been one very good example where even though uh, the BOJ decided to cut rates and go into negative rates uh, territory, uh, the yen actually strengthened mm-hmm. after that, and that's because it's uh, one of you know the biggest safe haven currencies. Serene, let me see a question that I, that I was asked this morning, and I didn't have a bright answer, so I'm going to get one from you. How do you determine liquidity on your trading desk right now? You're in the, the heart of the Treasury Division at Mizuho. How do you yeah. figure out liquidity? How do you measure that in a post-liber world? I, I think, you know, it all depends on um, – a lot of it depends on market sentiment. I mean, it's really several – uh, things that are going on, obviously during times of high stress, uh, we see a decline uh, in liquidity overall. Uh, but uh, I think you know, stress and, and risk have have a lot to do with it. Serene, Serene, thank you so much. Serene Harajli with us with Mizuho as we look at the bond market today. Mike, this is a growing thing. I, I don't mean to put any kind of angst into it, but we keep hearing this word liquidity. And it used to be simple. We go LIBOR, OIS, blah, 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 or commercial paper, whatever. And, and, and getting a handle on it now seems to be such a challenge. It just seemed to be um, fewer trades being made in many assets. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whether it's regulation, whether it's concern about what's going yeah. on. Is Jobs Day tomorrow good? Did, we, did our team do okay? Jobs team t- uh, day tomorrow is the usual, uh, you know, Mad Magazine, uh, the old masthead line, the, the usual gang of idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's you which, and it's me, it's Bill Gross, it's uh, and Alan Kruger uh, will join Alan us. Alan Kruger, well. it, you know, we will keep everybody yeah. well informed. A most important jobs day, of course, before the March 16 Fed meeting. Stay with us, Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by the Town of Hempstead Industrial Development Agency. Find out how to put the Town of Hempstead IDA to work for your business. Call 1-800-593-3870 or visit tohida.org.